this is your host, Rosaria Kozar. Please always remember to consult with your physicians before attempting any changes to your treatment plan. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Living with Scanxiety with your host, Rosaria Kozar. As you know, this podcast is geared to help you with your child's new diagnosis. Today, this episode will cover a lot about the beginnings of diagnosis and finding support. I have with me David Hagen. He is a jack of all trades when it comes to childhood oncology. He is the executive director of Why Me Sherry's House in Worcester, Massachusetts. He runs various programs for parents that are going through treatment with their children, survivors, and bereaved parents. He can be seen around the grounds of Why Me Sherry's House working on various projects to continuously improve the area. But today's episode isn't just about this organization. It's about you, the parents, and the feeling centered around initial diagnosis and connecting with other parents. Welcome, David, to Living with Scanxiety. Thanks, Rose. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for joining us, and we're really happy to have you here today. Why don't we start with a little bit of your background? So um, I was living in Long Island and um, had just accepted a job um, in banking um, in Rhode Island, was going to move to Connecticut, and uh, had a 19-month-old son named Ben. And Ben was a really happy kid. He had learned to walk early. um, And we had noticed over several months that um, he wasn't himself. He was falling a lot. He was crying a lot. We had, you know, fevers of unknown origin and ear infections and, you know, all things that, um, you know, little kids get. But there was there were too many things. And I think even as new parents, Um, We knew that something was wrong, uh, but it took quite a while to figure out what that was. Oh, wow. So there was quite a wait to find out what was really wrong. What did the doctor do to find out prior to um, acknowledging it was leukemia? What were the first steps? It, it was that was a huge shock. And so, you know, he told us to um, to go to the emergency room. Um, which we did. And, you know, Long Island is a very densely populated area. So I thought, oh, boy, we're going to be waiting there all day. And we walked into uh, the emergency room of the hospital. There were probably at least 80 people in the waiting room. And so when I went up and gave them my name, um, the person at the counter called over her shoulder and said, "Uh, the Hagen baby is here. And I turned to Ben's mother and I said, oh, I think we're in trouble. They were waiting for us um, and we were first. So, you know, people complain about waiting at the emergency room. That was the first time I realized um, if you're first, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, because when you skip the line, that means something bad. And not to know what it was must have been really scary. Well, they did blood work. It came back pretty quickly. um, And they told me that he had leukemia. Um, I think I immediately burst into tears. Uh, I was terrified. 
Um, I really didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what leukemia was. I knew it was cancer and I knew it was bad and I was pretty sure it was life-threatening. Um, so that, that was just devastating. Um, and it really was sort of the beginning of um, sort of the, the crushing um, anxiety that, that comes on you on diagnosis. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And for the parents listening, I'm so sorry that you have to go through it too. Speaking from experience, I know firsthand and it just, it's the worst. Um, well, David, were there any other feelings that you felt at that time? Um, you know, I think in the beginning, in, in that first couple of days, it was trying to get a handle on, you know, what what does this mean? Trying to get your head around um, you know, er everything has changed. You know, we're going to have to figure out what this means and where we go from here and what his treatment will be like. Um, but it's the reality that your whole life has just changed. It's, it's not going to be what you thought it was going to be. Um, and so there's, there's a sense of grief that takes place in that. And, you know, that's something that I think is important for newly diagnosed, um, you know, parents with newly diagnosed kids to sort of um, be aware of because it, it is very common. And um, there's this grief that takes place that, um, you know, this wasn't supposed to happen and, and things are going to be different. Things are going to be hard. Um, your child is going to have to go through a lot of things that you're going to have to support them through. Um, and um, you, you really have to work through that first part. It's difficult. It definitely is extremely difficult. And I appreciate your willingness to share that because it's not easy opening up and becoming vulnerable, especially on such a public um, stage. So I'm sorry. I really am so sorry that you and um, all the other parents, including myself, had to go through that. But I want to point out one thing that you mentioned, and that was grief. I never tied that into my own feelings, but it definitely was grief. Here we have a child that is with us and possibly with a treat to cure protocol, if we're lucky, and you get this sense of grief. Until now, I never thought of that. So I really appreciate you putting that out there and putting it into words. And, such, and since we're on such a profound, if you will, groove, what does scanxiety mean to you? Uh, it's that refers to the anxiety that parents feel around, you know, waiting for test results and scans. For leukemia, it's waiting for your blood work to come back. Um, but the feelings are the same. It's you're hanging on um, each test result to find out where you go from there and, and what that means. Thank you for giving us your interpretation of what it means for you, because I think it's really important. Um, we on this show, uh, Living with Scanxiety, um, include all types of cancers. So yes, a blood test would be considered a scan um, for a leukemia patient. Um, Moving forward, um, I just was curious, when you were talking about community, did that mean that you were just um, 
talking to and speaking to other leukemia patients, parents, or did you branch out to other parents with children with different diagnoses? It doesn't matter whether it's leukemia or brain tumor or sarcoma or, or what it is. Um, it's how, how do I, how do I get through the, uh, you know, the trials of, of, um, you know, being a parent of a child with cancer. Yeah, community is so important. And I applaud you for including, incorporating, and relying on all parents with different types uh, that had children with different types of cancers. Um, you talked about uh, going somewhere and receiving help, um, like community-based help. And can you tell us about that? Right. So this is um, why me and Sherry's house. Um, so back then, uh, YME was a small grassroots nonprofit. Um, they did not have a physical location, which they do now, Sherry's House. Um, and so, you know, when people come to um, Sherry's House, you know, that's something that makes sense to them. It's, uh, I think, because people know Ronald McDonald House, they assume that it's the, um, you know, the uh, the Ronald McDonald of, of Worcester. Um, and so I always remind people, we were around for 20 years before, or why me was around for 20 years before they ever had a house or a physical location. Um, and so the core of what why me has always done. Um, and I think they realized this right from the beginning because they were, uh, an organization conceived and founded and run by parents who went through this with their own kids that what parents are looking for is support. And that support is, meeting other parents, uh, kids meeting other kids, um, family fun events, um, support groups, peer support groups. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's really the core right there. And, um, you know, people come from different backgrounds and um, different ethnicities, and none of that matters. Um, I have friends to this day that I've known for 20 years, and I don't think I could tell you uh, where they grew up or how many brothers and sisters they have, or in some cases, I don't know what they do for a living, but I can tell you what scares them, what makes them cry, um, what their greatest joy is. Um, so it's sort of a really different way to get to know people. You get to know um, what really matters emotionally and the superficial things, if they come at all, they come far later. Um, those are very special um, friendships. Um, they're, uh, um, they last a long time, and uh, it sort of cuts through all the, all the superficial stuff. I completely agree. That sense of community, which we've been talking throughout the episode, is so important. And it seems like Why Me is really a place that can foster and establish that sense of community. So um, it's just an amazing place. And I was fortunate enough to have a tour of the Sherry's house portion of Why Me uh, by David. And they have so many things for um, 
families. They have rooms upstairs for the families to stay in. Downstairs, they have a kitchen. They have play areas for younger and older children. Outside, they have an amazing playground, a treehouse that was featured in a TV show about tree tree houses. They have... um, in area for sitting and reading, areas for arts and crafts, um, and more. It's just a fantastic place. Right. And all those things are about, you know, creating spaces for families to just live in the moment and be a family. Um, And we do, you know, movie nights and family game nights and teen outings. Um, And again, it's just creating opportunities for you know, kids to meet other kids, parents to meet other parents, and and just to live in the moment and be fun uh, and to have fun because so much is lost, so much is robbed. And, um, you know, it reminds me when when um, we I was thinking about what I wanted to share with new parents um, in this talk. Um, I, I think one of the things that has always stayed with me through this experience, which it was, it was painful and it was difficult, but, uh, there were moments of, um, of real grace and beauty in it, um, of just, you know, being with my son and, and supporting him and also having him support me. Um, so I wanted to share some of the things that I learned from my son, um, who, um, you know, he was just a little guy, you know, three, four, five years old. Um, he really taught me how to go through this whole experience um, and that what mattered was to take pleasure in simple things, to live in the moment. Um, kids don't worry about what's coming tomorrow or uh, what they went through yesterday. Uh, they just live in the moment and, um, and to pray for things that you can work with. Um, and I think if you can try and remember those things like a child does naturally, it's the recipe for living a full life, no matter, no matter what your situation is. Um, and it certainly is essential for, um, you know, making the most of the time that you're given, even if that time is difficult so that you don't squander it. Indeed. And a lot of people say that, children are our best teachers. And in this circumstance, I can see how Ben definitely was your best teacher, as was my son for me. Um, Before we wrap up, is there any way that you can tell us how families local to Worcester, Massachusetts could get in touch with YME? Sure. So um, you could look us up on the web at www.yme.org. And uh, we're also on Facebook. Um, but you can look at the services that we provide and the support groups that we run and uh, family fun events that we do. Um, and, um, you know, if you are not sort of in the greater New England area, um, take the time to look on the Internet and, and see what's available for support in your area. Um, if you can find a support group and meet other parents, um, if there isn't something in your area, um, you know, uh, get a couple of parents that you see at clinic or in the hospital and ask them if they want to have coffee on Wednesdays. Um, and uh, that's how all these things start. 
uh, is parents deciding, um, you know, we need to help each other. Um, and, um, you know, let the people around you help you. People, people want to help. They don't always know what to do. Uh, so throw them a bone. Uh, let them cook you a meal. Um, let them, um, uh, you know, allow you to go out to dinner or, um, uh, or just to be an ear. Um, for those of you who are friends um, of somebody diagnosed with cancer, um, you don't have to give them some profound pearl of wisdom. Just be a witness. Just listen. Um, that is a great gift. Um, and um, and be be gentle with yourself because as um, as crushing as the diagnosis is, it will not always feel that way. Um, you will um, put this in its place in your life and um, just. Let the good parent that's inside you come out. That is truly great advice. And I want to thank you for coming on our show today. We appreciate everything you've contributed and offered. And thank you so much. Rose, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for what you're doing. I, I really think it's, um, you know, just a super valuable um, to uh have these podcasts for, for parents with, uh, you know, who may be struggling with a new diagnosis and, and trying to find their way and, um, you know, the variety of topics. Um, it gives people, um, you know, uh, a, a way to understand what they're going through and, and what they're feeling and that those feelings are, um, you know, are very natural and very understandable. Um, and, uh, to try and, um, not have too much anxiety because, um, you know, things really do have a way of working out. So thank you for the work that you're doing as well. Oh, I truly appreciate that. Thank you so much. That means a lot. You're very welcome. You're listening to Living with Scanxiety. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and visit my website at www.livingwithscanxiety.org.